listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it, it all down, down. This episode is made possible by Oklahoma Medicine. We've really been enjoying their one-to-one tinctures, guys. They come in all different flavors, and so you definitely have to try them. I love it personally for my body because it gives it like an all-over cerebral effect. That CBD and that THC ratio is really just the best of both worlds for my body. I could not agree more, Bran. After a 10-hour day, that's just what my body craves, and the best part is the onset is a lot quicker than edibles. If you guys are looking for a good all over body relaxation. Check out the Oklahoma Medicine Tinctures. They are so awesome. So let's dive in today's episode. Today for our industry leader series, we are excited to interview a company that has launched a cannabis seltzer. You guys may know this company for their beers, but we're welcoming them to the cannabis world. We can't wait to pick their brain. So guys, please welcome Mark from Paps to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so Love much what for what you guys are doing. Thank you. Take thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. Um, so let's just start with the basics. Where did your personal cannabis journey begin? You know, it's really interesting. My well, let me kind of take it back a little bit. So I, uh, my history with Paps and CBR really started on the beverage side. So I started uh, working at Paps Blue Ribbon on the brand team on the beer side. I actually worked on innovation there. I worked on spirits. And my journey with cannabis really kind of started as perhaps a lot of stories start as, as really a creative. You know, my free time was really taken up by playing music. I grew up playing uh, classical piano. I got into DJing in junior high. I started playing a lot of jazz in high school, got a scholarship to play jazz drums at UC Berkeley where I went to school. So I think that was kind of like my entry point of conversation into cannabis as a creative as, you know, many people are. And I think, you know, I was, I was pretty, I was a moderate user. I wasn't, it wasn't a big sort of part of my life, but it was really sort of a part of my creative process, if you will, right? So that kind of ties into my experience with Pabst. I, I also, uh, you know, am, am a runner. I run a lot. So, you know, combustibles and, and smoking really was fun for me, but I was always looking for if there was another way to consume. And so this opportunity with Pabst Lab came up, and that's when I was like, you can drink cannabis? Like, this mm-hmm. is a thing? Yeah. Right. And that just changed my entire world. It changed my entire world because we can go kind of on and on and we can talk about this a little bit later. But the form factor, right? you're not teaching anyone how to do anything new. Everyone knows how to consume beverages. We do it every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think really my start is really when I began here at Pat's Labs because I started to really look at all the different opportunities and, and potentials. And realizing the different opportunities for different methods of consumption, and for me, that's that's beverages. And so the opportunity looking at Pabst Labs and to sort of really uh, uh, blaze a new trail with a legacy brand. You know, Pabst has been around since 1844. Wow, 176 years. Wow, ago. I didn't know that. That's crazy. 
crazy, right? Never before has a national brand entered into cannabis. You guys are the experts, right? So this is kind of big news. Yeah. Major milestone moment. Let's not really underscore that fact. And I think that perhaps these are in some of your guys' other questions. Yeah. Really the right brand to do it. Absolutely. Other brands, other beverage brands, maybe not so much, but we can go into some of the the, the positioning and, and the branding of PBR. But whenever we go, whenever we came out, we came out at the end of uh, last year, October slash November. Immediately, we were really embraced by the community. Everyone's like PBR doing a cannabis beverage that makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah, why not? That's awesome. So, is that why did you guys, as a company, decide to join the cannabis world? Did you? Is it just like a need that you saw that was like vacant in the market that you could just run with? couple of things. I think the first thing is while I was at Pabst on the beverage side, this is a brand that really understands and isn't afraid to innovate. Right? I think if you look at the PBO portfolio, it's more than just beer. Right? Everyone knows it as it's beer, of course, but even in the beer space, it was a, we had a non-alc, there was a uh, high ABV, there was a low-cal, low-carb, and there was the regular, so it was four different types of beer. They also innovated in the space of FMDs, flavored malt beverages. Like they made a PBR hard coffee, which you may or may not have seen. Mm-mm. They test marketed it. Yeah, PBR alcoholic coffee. Wow. Right? It's one of the first brands to do this, and it couldn't keep it on the shelves when we test marketed it in five different markets in the Northeast. And we also have our own seltzer. So I think this is a brand that shows and has demonstrated that. Innovation works inside yes. and out of the beer. And I think the really, the main sort of contributing driving factor, if you will, is everyone was all asking us, are you guys ever going to do anything in cannabis for years? Mm. Like, it makes perfect sense. Your guys' audience, your demographics, right. your advocate, everyone is really championing. PBR champions the creatives of America, right? How do we continue to, 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 to champion those in the art and music space? specifically, whether you're a photographer, a lifestyle uh, skateboarder, a DJ, a musician, a band, right? You guys probably have, everyone's got their PBR story. Yes. And whether it's, whether it's, it's usually, whenever people ask me, it's usually one of a couple of things. And the stories are usually, hey, uh, that is the stuff that my grandpa, my aunt, or my parents really remember. Or it's, that reminds me of my Thursday night when I was at college. That was the stuff to get at a local dive bar. Right. PB and J, or all of a sudden PBR became this really cool hipster brand and became, became really popular and supported by the creatives of the world. Everyone's got a different story, right? And I think yeah. you know, all these different things with sort of shared sensibilities uh, with our brand currently as it stood, as it continued to reinvent itself over how many decades that's amazing. Really resonated in, 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 in the cannabis community, right? That's why I think that even if you can't necessarily debunk it right off, mm-hmm. people feel it. People yeah. know PBR is doing a cannabis beverage. Like, yeah, absolutely. That makes the most sense. And I think those are some of, if I were to sort of try and articulate why that is, um, we've been asked for for many, many years. And until sort of the legal landscape changes, you know, this this is the way that we were able to do it by creating um, our team at Paps Labs. Wow. That's so, I love to hear that. That's so cool that a company who that's been around for like hun- over a hundred years is still innovating and creating. And I mean, I, you know, as a brand, sometimes it's easy to lull and just, you know, not get inventive or creative, but it's cool that you guys have come out with, honestly, a lot of the stuff that you said, I didn't even know that PBR came out with. So that's news to me. And that's so cool. Like you said, 1844, like that's crazy. 
It was a long time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a long time. So, and a couple of things I really want to hit on um, is, you know, you, you, you bring up a couple of different points that, that reminded me is, yes, 1844. And we've been told a number of times that we, people are proud of us and we're proud of ourselves, really, to not, you know, to, to not be afraid to put our label on a cannabis product. Like what I love about you guys is breaking the stigma of marijuana, right? Breaking the stigma of cannabis. One thing we've always heard or we've been hearing, which really gets us excited, is people talking about the PBR brand. Remember, I talked about everyone's got a story and it really transcends generations. Uh, this is something that people, because of it's, you know, we bring a level of trust to the game, right? Mm -hmm. And we're not afraid to, you know, a lot of, some of the brands, one foot in, one foot out. No, we're, right. we're ready to go. And we're, 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 we're not afraid um, to take that leap. I admire and that. This is something when you, when you talk about the normalization, right, I think this is one of the most powerful sort of articulations of that. This is a brand that's been around since 1844, puts their name on one thing they know how to do the best. They've been doing for how many years, how many decades? And people are trying it. People are open to trying it. Number one, it's a beverage, so you have a form factor. And number two, for example, my mom, right? My mom was in the uh, uh, medical industry for 40-plus years. She's a nurse. Mm -hmm. Never anything against cannabis, just because it really wasn't for her. But she worked and understood all the medicinal properties. And she saw everything that we were coming out with. And she saw a PBR. You guys are doing a cannabis beverage. Next thing you know, I get to have my first cannabis-infused beverage with my mom. That's awesome. Oh, that that's so experience. cool. That's never happened, number one. And number two, I'm not the only one. We get hit up on social and people tell us stories all the time. I was in a dispensary yesterday in Orange County. You know, my mom and the bartender was like, oh, Never been able to get my mom to do it. I've been smoking all my entire life. I love it. She's not against it. I got her to try a gummy one time. She didn't really like the way it tasted. But I, she, 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 she saw the PBR and she said, I'm, I'm open to try that. You know, because people are going to be a lot more open to something yes. if, you know, from a brand that they trust. Right. And so when you talk about this normalization and destigmatization, we're big on that. And I think that we bring that sort of level of equity and trust and saliency as a brand um, that we're excited to sort of lead lead with right that's yeah. awesome so what's been the journey like in figuring out flavors doses and all of that stuff and really what people were asking for in the market in regards to those things good question um there's a lot there so i think to start you know when it came to dosing we had thought about where we really need to be and we're here in california currently and we're looking to get to new states very soon however you know, there are limitations legally for uh, un uh, beverages that you can't resell. You can only go up to 10 milligrams. You know, if you can resell, you can go up to, you know, considerably more than that. But we, we had a hard think and see to see, you know, where do we need to sit in terms of dosing? We want to talk about dosing. We thought, okay, all those things we just talked about, this is going to be a beverage that people are going to be a lot more open to trying. People are going to see it. People are going to try it for the first time. This may be their entry point of conversation to cannabis in the same way it was for me. So do we start on the lower end, 2.5, 5, 10? We felt that 5 was kind of that perfect balance. 2.5 was maybe a little, you know, we're, we're, we're a brand and we're, you know, we're counterculture. We are not, you know, extreme, but we had to really balance and straddle the line between a legacy brand, knowing that people are going to try this for the first time, and also, you know, a brand that really likes to push the limits, you know, who isn't afraid to fail and try new things. So we started and we launched at five milligrams and we looked at lemon, just that flavor profile is one that's uh, not only very popular, but one I think that is um, adopted and, and accepted and 
we looked at a lot of data, and that's where we kind of ended up at Levin. However, so more recently, as you guys will understand, experienced users, they love what we're doing. They also have constantly been telling us, well, this is great. You know, this is this is awesome. We get to have this room outdoors, hanging out with friends. Right. It's mm-hmm. a very sort of social experience. But uh, I need something more. Yeah. Right. And when we're seeing something more, like, you know, you have your consumer who wants maybe like 100 milligrams if they want shots, one, two ounce, whatever it is. Like, that's, I don't think that's really sort of the position we want to be in. But to that point, uh, we are coming up with new innovations that are launching actually as we speak this month. So you guys are the first uh, partner outlet. We are announcing that we're launching a PBR 10 milligram offering. Oh, uh, honored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's take a second to talk about the flower we've been smoking on recently from Charlie's Cannabis that's grown here in Oklahoma. Saab, tell us what you think. The Chemical Sunset and Star Pebbles has been such a delight. From breaking it down, rolling it up, and smoking it, it's all been a really great experience. I hands down would totally have to agree with that. They have both been really great, happy, headspace-type highs that I've really been enjoying. I could not agree more, Brand. They'll be at the sesh July 17th, so be sure to grab a ticket and stop by and see what they're all about. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Big news, big yeah. thing. So 10 milligram is coming out. The five will become a, a five plus five. So it's still going to maintain everything at 10 total milligrams or 10 uh, cannabinoids total. The, the, the five will become a five plus five. We're coming out with a 10 milligram in lemon, strawberry kiwi, and a couple <gasps> others. strawberry that kiwi. Are be, yeah, yeah. Some other, uh, you know, uh, the other ones will come out, you know, we talked about there, guava pineapple, some other, uh, maybe a mango flavor. So some really exciting ones. And one thing that we always prioritize is taste. I saw you guys had a chance to try the beverage. So I'm curious. Yes. How you like it? We, we loved lo- it. Honestly, we loved it. We were out fishing All when right. we um, consumed and it was such a vibe. The water was still as can be. And it was just like, it was, it was so smooth. And it was it lovely. Was, and it was very refreshing. Yes. Like I felt like I was drinking like my water with lemon in it, but I loved it being infused. It was just kind of like a, you know, we don't, if you didn't want to consume alcohol that day or you're hanging out at the lake, you know, with your friends, like it's just nice to have another option that like you can still feel like you're being like a part of, you know, but like you're consuming cannabis instead. Yeah, I love that. I'll ask you guys again what you think about it when we're not recording, but I hope the answer will still be the same. It 100%. We would. We keep it real. Yeah, you would hear the hesitancy in our voice, but honestly, genuinely, we really did love it, and it was really cool to, honestly, my first thing I loved about it was touching it. The feel, the aesthetic, like my hands, what my hands felt was really cool because the... It was so smooth and yeah. soft. It wasn't like your normal, was, no. like, crackly, like, um, can. truly can. Yeah. That was just mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It just it felt like quality. like beautiful, yeah. Like, there was cannabis in this. This is a special one. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you know, just buy this at the liquor store. Yeah, I know. I love that. You're talking about the matte wrap where it's got a little bit of yes. to it. Yes. It gives that sort of hand, that, that visceral kind of feeling to it. Yeah, um, it's a little yeah, thing. Mean, I, I think, yeah, yeah, you guys keep it 100, which I love. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoy it. And um, yeah. know, the, the new ones are coming and uh, the flavor, you know, I, I think one thing to kind of point out is beverages that you guys are cognizant and fully aware of. They haven't really taken off yet. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's kind of be honest, a total 
total uh, segment wise, category wise, you know, edibles is last time I looked in DDSA, like 15% of the entire industry. And out of that 15%, maybe one or 2% of beverages. Mm-hmm. And right. you've got a lot of great players. you got Lagunitas, you got Can, and, you know, we are, we're, we're, we love everything that those guys are doing. And we're really interested in growing the category together. How are there other ways that we can work together to really grow this category and really support the future of, of consumption, consumption yeah. through beverages. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think, uh, but there, there are a couple of things that, that have really, I think, hampered the success of beverages so far, and perhaps you guys have experienced some of these, is, you know, I, I think it boils down to three things, uh, or a couple of things. One, taste. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up to this point, beverages haven't always tasted that great, right? It's yeah. Right. Taste, or, you know, THC sticking to the can liner sometimes is an issue, and you don't get, you know, mm-hmm. when they pass through COA testing, maybe you're not getting what, you, what it says on the label. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, just, you know, uh, shelf life. Sometimes they, you know, don't last very long and or just really awareness, right? I think it's really up to us. And as a legacy brand and a brand that's been around for you know, over 100 years, it's really up to sort of drive awareness of the product and, and, and hopefully, you know, help help all the other beverage players in the space. But I think, you know, there, there, there can be a number of different reasons why. And also the industry as well. <clears throat> we're catching up. Uh, you know, we're here in California, but you know, packaging and transporting and distributing flour, pre-rolls, blunts, vapes, cart, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. is one thing. And beverages take up a lot more space. They're a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. Do you have, you know, for example, you know, it's like you talk to uh, certain partners and it's like, well, we have to make a lot more space for beverages, right? We potentially may need a bigger van. You know, it's yeah. real things like this that, uh, that, 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 that are real life challenges that we're all working through. Yeah. Uh, we're confident and excited about the new innovations that are coming out. And, um, you know, welcome uh, 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 all other players to, to kind of help grow the space. Yeah. And we really hope that we are going to be the ones um, to continue to drive innovation and drive awareness for yeah. beverages. It sounds like you've been, you're, this company has been doing the whole innovation process. So it sounds like you guys are like on the right path with it. Mark, how many states are you guys currently in at the moment um, with your seltzers and where are you moving towards? One state, California. Okay. We're in California. And um, we are uh, we're we're excited because we are uh, we're building our own facility, so we're going to be able to produce everything in house. So a lot cool! Of people are, oh, how serious is PBR going to be? Um, well, we're, we're we're extremely excited to be able to produce everything in house shortly, and we are looking at other states. Lots of discussions happening, but as soon as they kind of uh, get across the line and we finalize, you guys will definitely know. Please let us know. We would yeah. love to have some seltzer in Oklahoma, some more seltzer in Oklahoma. Right. So, <laughs> so the PBR is, I, like we, you said earlier, like this has been known for your beers and whatnot. What was the transition into like the cannabis space versus the alcohol one like? So, I mean, I know you guys are still sure. tapping into that just because you said you're still just in California and you're building building your facility and all that good stuff. But what would you say? I, are you talking about on sort of industry level, or personal level, or like industry yeah. and like just because I feel like with the like alcohol is obviously been around for forever. It's easy to sell, but with cannabis, there's you know all the stigmas attached. So even with that transition, as a you know as a very well known brand. what's that transition been like? And then obviously in regards to like packaging and, you know, like uh, regulations and just all the things that come with it because they're two very different spaces. What's that been like? 
Yeah, two very different spaces. And one thing I really do enjoy about working in the cannabis industry is I always explain to people, you know, uh, perhaps the competitive advantages we can we have experience on both sides. Or I have, for example, because I worked on the beverage side and I, I work exclusively at our team here in Pats Labs and we focus just on cannabis. One thing I really love about the cannabis industry is everyone looks forward. Everyone always looks forward. When these states come online, you know, when we go, you know, when, when, when it perhaps one day will become federal, when this happens, when that happens, you know, when this brand says this, or have you heard this brand say this? Or there's really, you know, sky's the limit versus I think, you know, beverage is great and I had an incredible time there, but uh, a lot of is beverage, specifically beer, there's a lot of living in yesterday. This yes. is the way that we did it, or this is what's worked. And, you know, you look at the profile and psychographics and consumer behavior, it's, you know, beer is, you know, this, 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 there's health and wellness, there's better for you, there's low to now. You know, beer is facing a very uphill battle because I don't know if this, and I don't believe this health and wellness and really sort of self-care is going anywhere. And, you know, with the advent of hard seltzers, I can do 100 calories and 2 grams of sugar at 5% ABV. Like, why do I need to drink beer when this is better for me? And I think that really the insight is, well, you know, if it's better for me, I'll probably have a better time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. quick shout out. Yeah, quick shout out to, uh, uh, you know, not for the shameless plug, but, you know, it, I just named the caloric and nutritional facts for heart cells. We're at a quarter of that. Or PBR hard seltzer, or PBR high seltzer is what we're calling it. PBR high wow. seltzer, which is our cannabis infused wine. I like that. Twenty five calories, four grams of sugar. Wow! Right, that's 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 and and be able to have the taste that you guys have experienced. And to your point, yeah, high seltzer. What do you what do you call these things? It's an opportunity to really innovate in the space. You know, when you call them hard seltzers, no one really kind of knew what hard seltzers were. Mm-hmm. They've been around for a while, but not until recently do they really get popular. What do we call these category of drinks? Mm-hmm. And this is super exciting. You know, we, yeah. get, we get a chance to really try try new things um, that uh, perhaps will stick. So I think, you know, there have been a lot of challenges. There's a lot of learning. There's not a lot of, you know, the, the, the regulations in Alcab, as you guys have mentioned, they, they're decades old. You know, working with the three-tier system, working with, you know, your, your distributor, that's that's very new here. And I think this is, this, this is an industry that continues to develop you know, one week can feel like one month in cannabis. Just That's so, so much true. Yeah. Right. So much has happened. Yeah. And I think you know we're we're, we're always continuing and really trying to take the attitude or the attitude I like to take is you know we're really we're not here we're we're here to make a splash and we're here to really sort of add to 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 this sort of uh, uh, combined common cause yeah. of destigmatizing and normalizing the industry. We're a guest in the house is what I like to to kind of look at it. There you go. I like that too. So Mark, we're big on like aesthetic and vibe and you guys have both of those down. I feel like from the feel of the can, when you first pick it up to the lock feature that you guys have on top of your cans. Oh, that, that blew my mind. The first time I ever saw that coming from like having a, having a, uh, well, you know, it's regulation here in California, but something that you could reseal. I love that. That, that like, I was like, I didn't, why, why didn't anyone do that? Sooner. I mean, seriously, like even, even with beer, like, but just like with this, the cannabis one that we had tried, like it was so nice. Like we were in an outdoor setting and to be able to like lock it so it didn't fall over and like us waste what we knew was in there. Yeah. It was just like, it was handy. Like you even like put it in your purse if you wanted to, or like a cooler and like keep it cold and like put your little Mm -hmm. lock back on it. Like that's so handy. And that is so genius. 
Uh, that blew my mind when I first saw it. If no one's tried it listening, you're in California and you haven't seen this thing, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, I Why agree. Yeah. You know, with beer, you know, the idea is you crack open beer, you finish it, right? Beer is right. A different. And also, also it helps with dosing, right? You can decide, you know, it's liquid beverage, so the onset's around 20 to 30 minutes. Um, it hits your body quicker. So it's like, you know, let me drink a third. Let me drink half. Wait mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes. Close the bottle. Close, you know, the can. See how I feel. And, you know, because I think what's what's interesting, right, and maybe you guys can resonate with this, is an alcohol, let's say you have a really big Friday or Saturday night, Saturday night, and you're with friends, you're having beverages, cocktails, whatever, and you wake up the next day and you're just like, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. I'm never drinking again. You feel I'm horrible. never drinking again, right? It feels so horrible. <clears throat> you do whatever you need to do, you get through the day. Work comes, next week comes Monday, and never drinking again Tuesday, not doing it Wednesday. I feel better, I'm back to normal Thursday. It's Friday Junior, okay, weekend's coming. Friday, Friday Junior. Point is, you need, yeah, the point is, you're never drinking again after you wake up the next morning, but the next weekend, what are you doing? Drinking again. You're drinking, drinking again. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but, and cannabis, especially when, you know, there wasn't as much education around dosing, you know, especially with like edibles, right? People are like, oh, everyone's got an edible story. And when you have that first bad experience, <laughs> like mine was at a Clipper game here at the state. Oh, 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 man. And I was like, I was like, this is, I'm never, ever, ever doing it again. And, <laughs> you know, I just remember like, please don't put the Jumbotron on my face. <laughs> Because everybody will know. Everyone will know. Oh, and I dashed with my hand, with my head in my hand the entire game. And I was just like, I'm never doing this again. And you know what? You never, like, you never do it again. And it takes weeks, months, some people, like, years. Yeah, that's right, so true. To, to, to really get back on that train or be open and willing to try it again. Right. Right? Um, so, you know, that's, I think, one thing that's cool with with all beverages, all brands, is that they're, it's, again, not teaching anyone how to do anything new and you could see what you're doing. Yeah, I love that. So as a brand, where do you guys see yourself progressing towards in the near future? I mean, you know, the answer is clear for us. It's to be the leader in cannabis-infused beverages. But, you know, really being a leader, but also being a leader in driving velocity and growth in the infused and the beverage space. Um, you know, we want to be able to offer more, more, more flavors, expanding to new states, uh, and really helping paint, you know, the story and be a part of not only innovation, but the advent and the start and formative years. We want to look back one day and be like, PBR was one of the first brands. And it's not a matter of if, but, you know, other players will come into the space. Right. A matter mm-hmm. of, of when. Right. And, uh, we want to be known as one of the first who's continued and has, will have continued to have a lot of momentum and we innovate and we're able to create products that you know continue to show up for people like to have fun that will champion the creative and the everyday person you know we're a well-known brand this is fair price and this is a brand that really champions the everyday person right and i think that um the country and 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 the u.s looks a lot different than it did you know how many years ago and we're willing to take that ride and help write that story i love that that was a really good answer yeah it was (laughs) i really enjoyed that answer thank you for sharing mark yeah, so we try, guys. We try, <laughs> Mark. We like to ask everyone this question, especially brands. But what's a stigma that you would like seeing to see to be changed revolving cannabis? Um, I mean, there's so many, but the one mm-hmm. is just like the the body language, 
right? I'm just going to take, for example, like, you know, we're here in California. I spent some time in the Bay, but you can, I, I feel like you see this changing, but even just like consumption publicly, right? There have yes. some really incredible places uh, in California, for example, Desert Hot Springs. I don't know if you guys have been seeing what's been going on in Desert Hot Springs, but they're working on a number of, uh, in the next coming years. That city has chosen to be a leader and a trailblazer in cannabis, not only innovation, but, you know, cannabis business districts, but also for uh, ability for consumption on-premises. Cool. You know, at, 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 at actual, you know, whether they're cafes, whether they're hotels, whether they're wow. lounges. I'd love to hear that. You. I think we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're still a ways there. Uh, however, uh, you know, that's one thing I would really like to see change in terms of stigma because you guys know what it is and we've all kind of been there. It's like either if you're, if you're smoking or if it's whatever it is, it's always like looking over the shoulder or who's yes. looking or it's kind right. of like, you know, holding the smoke as long as you can and blowing it out or whatever it is. Wait till they pass by. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a lot, a lot of work to do, but I think that, you know, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, well that's said. one thing. And, and, and when you think about, you know, again, going back to beverages, right? This is something that we want people to share and take to, you know, a party or take and share with their friends. You know, it's, it's, it's some people, <clears throat> if, if I were, if you'd ask me what's my preferred method of consumption right now, it's beverages. Okay. Um, and that can be something that, you know, you just pull up to a party, hang out with your friends, pass it over. And, and, and that's, I think, a way where we can kind of help everyone hanging out to the drinking beers or yeah. hard seltzers it can be infused seltzers that's yeah. I'm here really, for that party um, sign me up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and on any occasion again everyone drinks beverages every day you know mm-hmm. infused non-infused non-alcoholic whatever it is so this is something that anything you're doing whether you're fishing you're hanging out with friends you're you know uh, uh you know going to a party whatever occasion it is you know beverages has for many, many years, decades, hundreds of years, been a part of those occasions. So that's, right, I yeah. think, something that we are we're proud of, and for people to to kind of hold beverages and consume, oh, bring uh, people together. Everyone knows how bring people together. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think you guys are executing quite wonderfully, Mark. Um, I think this concludes today's episode. Is there anything else you'd like to say or hit on before we hop off? <sighs> yeah, just. Keep doing what you guys do. You guys are crushing it. Uh, we were super excited to talk to you guys, and I think the topic and your guys's, you know, sort of path that you guys have laid out for yourself and your guys's vision and purpose of what you guys are doing is something that uh, that we stand behind. Thank you oh, thanks so, so much. much. We really appreciate your kind words and for taking the time to be here with us, educate us on not just Paps as a company, but what you guys are doing with the Seltzers and how you guys are looking to change our community yes. um, worldwide, really, which we love and we appreciate. And we, we love when people take time to educate, not just about their brand, but about the vision and where where they see the future, not so much where they see right now. And we are grateful that you shared your vision with us. So thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com. You're listening to the